you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines, you are not cattle, you are men. Eccoci qua, eccoci qua, eccoci qua. Here we are, Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Roger, your host, and I can't wait to just head dive right into it because today, oh my goodness, today. Please raise your hands. Because we're going to chat about the Vancouver Short Film Festival. And in the booth with me right now is Marina, co-director of the Vancouver Short Film Festival. And we've got amazing filmmakers and VFX artists, Bobek and Ricardo. How are you guys feeling today? Come on, how are you guys feeling? All good? Really good. Great, yeah. Great, yeah. <laughs> nice. Good to hear from you guys. And I'm happy to uh, stand in the booth. And I just want to make sure that we get your love across through this mic. So make sure that you speak straight into the mic and uh, straight to our audience. Okay, amazing. So first things first, Marina, who are you? Hi, I'm the co-director of the Vancouver Short Film Festival that mm. we're talking about today. Man, we've seen this Vancouver Short Film Festival all over the place. You guys have done a, such an amazing job of getting the word out. And I'm excited to see the Vancouver Short Film Festival kick off tomorrow. Yeah. So what are the details? So uh, this year is our 10th year, which is kind of crazy that we've already come up to this milestone. Um, and we're going to celebrate by kicking off with a retrospective a screening which will feature the five best picture winners from the last five years mm. um, which is super cool and all the filmmakers will be in attendance which is even more awesome so a lot of them I haven't seen since they played their films at our festival five years ago uh, so we're going to do that and then we're going to kick it off with a really awesome party uh, at the Van City Theater so if you guys have a ticket to the festival you are more than welcome to come amazing so the festival kicking off tomorrow mm-hmm. going all the way till sunday where can people find more what's the website website is vsff.com amazing and we're also on facebook instagram i think we have a twitter still <laughs> mm, guys just google vancouver short film festival go grab that ticket because these events are incredible so many fascinating phenomenal filmmakers joining in the in the venue of the uh, van city theater that does a, such a great job as well at uh, promoting local cinema mm-hmm. so this being said why don't we explore the conversation through the eyes of uh, two wonderful filmmakers uh, that also have history in uh, as vfx artists and they will be uh, screening their film The Seahorse Trainer on Sunday at 6 p.m. How's it going, Bobek? How's it going, Ricardo? Uh, doing great, man. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, so we are both uh, visual effects artists uh, full-time, and uh, that's our gateway into uh, the film industry. And The Seahorse Trainer is our first short film that we did together. I mean, the first short film that, that we ever did. And uh, so we have co-written and co-directed the film and also worked on some of the visual effects. Mm, beautiful. So I expect a, a short film filled with visual effects? It, it has some visual effects mm. in it, yes. We're going <laughs> to keep eyes open for that. <laughs> Amazing. Ricardo, how are you doing over there? Uh, great, great. Uh, yeah, so I'm same co-director of The Seahorse Trainer. And we are very, very happy to be part of the, the selection of uh, VSFF. F. Right. Two Fs. Yeah, <laughs> this year. Uh, yeah, we have been going to the festival for for a long time, and it's very exciting to be in the other side. You know, seeing, mm. connecting with filmmakers and be part of the whole experience. Of course, of course. And guys, I'm curious to hear about your trajectory in the industry because you guys are VFX artists and then also filmmakers at the same time. How is that dance coming along? How is it? How does it feel? Um, so. Uh, I mean, being always in the post post production uh, side of things, uh, 
trying to to make a film from from the beginning to the end was a very very interesting uh, mm-hmm. experience for us. Uh, me personally, I I come from a background with a variety of things. I have been doing civil engineering when I was back in Iran because oh, wow. I'm coming from from Iran. I was doing civil engineering and then I did um, I, I went to IT and then I was like okay I'm, I, I really want to do something creative so I came to Canada and I uh, enrolled in a graphic design program for two years and then did a one year of sculpture and then switched to animation so wow <laughs> yeah well, back, been... <laughs> you're filled with surprises man I don't even know what to say man we got civil engineering yeah. sculpturing that's that's incredible man yeah yeah so I've h- been wandering around yeah. how do you actually play with all of this uh, I- with your own films so I mean I had to kind of like uh, scratch everything uh, when I came to Canada because uh, I I'm I wasn't using my engineering background or anything but it was good to have that because you know I was familiar uh, with with IT and, and the computer side and I was interested in the, in the in the art side of things so I think animation was a great combination of both of them mm. and then that got me introduced into the into the so I was working in an animation studio for some time and then I was interested in working for for visual effects for film and therefore that catapulted me into the into the film industry and I think being in visual effects and knowing people in visual effects uh, helped a lot. Um, I mean, I met Ricardo uh, as my co-worker and you get to, uh, you get, you know, you, you'll have a wider network of people to connect with and people know people mm. and people know people. So it's, it's beautiful. There way. you go. Life is the art of meeting. Mm-hmm. Love it. And Ricardino, man, Ricardo, I want to <laughs> hear from you, man. Uh, Your trajectory, <laughs> you're coming from Venezuela about 10 years ago. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Mm. Yeah, so... I used to be uh, more like illustration, drawing, painting, more like a traditional background, similar to a back with the sculpture. Uh, yeah, like I came here to study in Vancouver Film School, uh, studied uh, the animation program, and after that, I wasn't even planning on staying here, but the city just had so many opportunities, so many mm. great companies coming over, so I had to stay, and it's also like such a beautiful place to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like after, I don't know, like almost 10 years doing visual effects, I, with Babak, we decided to try something different. And uh, yeah, this has been such a beautiful journey, like doing a short film for the first time. You get exposed to things that you will never mm. see as a visual effects artist. Mm-hmm. You, you're exposed to all these like super talented people, actors, musicians. Um, Beautiful, man. I'm really yeah. happy to see that there's been quite a trajectory uh, for you here in Vancouver. And it definitely speaks to the power of the opportunity of YVR and the different opportunities that this city and these communities offer to its members. And the Vancouver Short Film Festival definitely is one of those. And I'm excited to head dive into it also tomorrow, uh, straight at the opening uh, party with a, a live broadcast at the Van City Theatre. Yes, it's happening. We're taking COP radio straight to the Van City Theatre and uh, interviewing filmmakers on the spot from 9.30 to 10.30. And uh, I want to uh, get uh, into the details of the festival with Marina. And uh, how did you guys get to prepare for the moment? of this specific festival in 2020? Um, uh, I've, I took over co-directing uh, with Kristen Stilling, who is now our chair of the board, about four years ago. And we had gone through a lot of transition. We had a couple, we had multiple festival directors over multiple years, and we didn't really have like a, a straight trajectory of where we wanted to go. And so um, Kristen and I decided to take on the festival and started creative processes and started 
to look forward to the future. And so basically, we've been building up to this moment for four years. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so, and then Kristen uh, left co-directing, became our chair of the board. And then uh, my lovely co-director is Latina Pacheva. She uh, came on board with me, and we've been co-directing for the last three years. And we've been growing and growing and making the emphasis more on filmmakers. Mm. Um, I, I'm also a filmmaker in my own right as a producer. And uh, I had gone to a couple festivals and there was a lot of emphasis on filmmakers and I realized it's we didn't have anything that really celebrated the filmmakers mm. I mean we showed their films we had a couple parties but really didn't have any opportunities to network and my favorite part of a festival is meeting people mm. so and the and how I got into this festival was the technical coordinator so I met all of the filmmakers and I like almost worked with a couple of them I've worked with a couple of the filmmakers I met through this job um, love it so we created like the filmmaker luncheon and then we're creating like a we have a filmmaker photo shoot for the second year in the row this year mm. isn't this a heaven to yeah. see filmmakers <laughs> organize a festival for other filmmakers come oh, yeah. on too much heat <laughs> already turning the booth into a sauna I love it man I love it wow I'm excited to see because uh, the, the Vancouver Short Film Festival has so much energy there is such a good aura around the festival and mm -hmm. I think that this is also because the great work that the organizers and the directors uh, and even the volunteers everybody has put into from the past years and yeah. what year uh, what, what is the year now what, how many years has it this been alive uh, this is our 10th year as the Vancouver Short mm, Film Festival which is years. crazy and our, our festival is completely volunteer based nobody gets paid to do this job which is um, kind of a testament to how amazing not to sounds super humble or whatever but like kind of how amazing this festival is and what an impact it has because we have people coming back for years and years to volunteer and put in hours countless of hours of their time to mm. and we have an incredible event coordinator um emily weldon who has come back for the third year and just really knocked it out of the park for another year so mm. yeah you guys are gonna have a great festival, I think. Wow, wow. <laughs> this is really the, 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 the core of gravity of <laughs> film community, you know? Yeah. Filmmakers volunteering time to screen films and celebrate filmmakers come on people this is the juicy juicer man i love it amazing wow well i want to ask you all uh, for one wish one wish to the community of the vancouver short film festival what is it marina your wish for this year's vancouver short film festival i think have fun connect and um just keep on creating mm, keep on creating absolutely bobek um i guess i wish for the Vancouver uh, film community in general to, to produce um, uh, new exciting uh, films and, and so that you know we, we, we all get inspired from that and, mm -hmm. and create even more yeah creation man make those movies let's do it <laughs> Ricardo uh, yeah keep uh, creating things and like invite more people to join you know so it's a very awesome community and it's getting bigger and bigger. It's exciting mm, to see. What is a community without its members, right? Mm, yeah. Big hug to all of you out there listening. Mm, much love and never forget that you are part of a community and uh, it's the Vancouver Short Film Festival. What a great moment to celebrate the community face to face. It's now time to take a little break over here on Room Thunder Radio Show, Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Roger, your host. A little bit of a juicy track. This is Kit Kats by the Wavy Bagels. Whenever you want, Take me. Never you won't let 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 me.
girl from the start, start. Tasty, 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 tasty here on Room Tone, the radio show. That was Kit Kats by the Wavy Bagels. What a name. Oh, my goodness. Copyright 100.5 FM. I'm Roger, your host. We're going to talk movies because we love it. Here we are, Vancouver Short Film Festival, Marina, Bobek, and Ricardo. Guys, I have a question that, that dives into the, the past and the future of your career. When do you believe it all started for you and where do you see it going? Let's go. Marina, what do you think? Um, well, I went to university for one year. I took a general arts first year. I was mm. 18. And uh, I took a film studies course, which was, uh, it was interesting and I learned a lot. But I also hated everything that my professor had to say. And I didn't want to write about how I disagreed with her. <laughs> and so <laughs> I uh, started looking into uh, producing content. So I'm not a writer. I, I don't have... Um, I don't. I, I haven't been struck by a project that I feel like I want to direct. So I, uh, I was like, well, I want to produce. How do mm. I do that? What does that mean? What does that look like? I did the research and I moved here. Never looked back. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I went to VFS. I did a program that doesn't exist anymore called the Entertainment Business Management Program. Oh wow! The sound of that is pretty hardcore. Yeah. Well, it's EBM for short, so it doesn't sound as intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I did that, and um, after that, I got hired as a producer assistant on an indie feature and just kind of kept doing the indie route and then uh, became a producer's assistant for a couple of 10 months Wow! and then got laid off and I think because there was just not enough work and uh, I got asked well what do you know about post and I said I don't no, I've done my own projects. <laughs> I did a feature with the producer I was working with, so delivered that. But other than that, I'm not sure. And they were like, well, do you want to learn? And I said, yep. Wonderful. And now mm. it's five years later. <laughs> wow, there you go. Learning yeah. on the spot. I love yeah. it. Adaptability. There you go. Uh, it looks like we have definitely a trio here that has uh, roots in post-production. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see how that also plays a role in the films that you make and you plan to make. Then, uh, Bobek and Ricardo, I know that, that you guys uh, are deep into VFX. Uh, so I want to ask you, what are specifically the roles in the VFX realms for you guys? Uh, so basically, VFX is usually divided into um, the 3D departments and the 2D departments. Mm -hmm. And we are both working uh, in the 3D department. And then the 3D department is kind of divided into built department. And then there's the you know animation department, rigging animation. And then there's the, the lighting department. Uh, and they put everything together. So... Me personally, I'm in the build department, and uh, my role on a on a daily basis is to model uh, 3D uh, assets okay. for film, and to texture them, which means like painting them, oh, wow. and then uh, shading them, which means giving them material so they look uh, like 
real real materials. Wow, are basically. we kidding here? I don't think so, man. I don't think so. This is the real <laughs> deal. <laughs> I start to see how your background merges into VFX here, which is quite fascinating. I like to see how life plays with us sometimes and takes us through different journeys. Yeah. And then we see the bigger picture only when time allows us to see it. It was, for me personally, I wasn't ever seeing myself working in the film industry necessarily because I always wanted to be in the creative field, but... And, and as I told you, I was in graphic design and sculpture, and it wasn't like, oh, from day one, I wanted to be a filmmaker. Uh, but I'm kind of uh, keeping myself open to, to new things all the mm -hmm. time. And uh, when, when we were talking with Ricardo about doing a short film together, we were both very excited. And, um, and we didn't really have any idea where it's going to go, but I'm happy that, you know. We, mm -hmm. we took that opportunity. Mm -hmm. and, and there you go, Babak. We yeah. got a whole of a story there. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ricardo, I want to hear from you, man. Your trajectory and your story. And also, where do you see yourself in five years? All right. Uh, yeah, so I, I do the same as Babak. I, I do, I create assets, 3D, anything that, that needs to be fake in a movie. You know, like, could be a plane, could be a character, <laughs> could be a car. Yeah. So, and then like other people just like explode that thing. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes normally. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's something that definitely helped uh, having this background as VFX artist to go into the filmmaker filmmaking world mm -hmm. uh, because you will have like the ability of creating our own, you know, creatures, for example, and it, and that's like you're creating a person, you're creating an, uh, a creature, and that's super fun. Mm, yeah. Look at that! Hey, we got a whole. Come, we gonna make a whole post-production workflow over here uh, with the three of you. They're uh, amazing. Uh, now, with post-production, we also look at how that becomes the phase to wrap the whole film up and wrap the 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 the, the whole production phase of the film. I want to hear stories from you guys about moments of s saving those films because there seems to be a lot of hidden stories in post-production where uh, where there is magic happening uh, in many ways. And I know that also as a post-production coordinator, you get to really work uh, very close with artists and people with a wide variety of skills. How do you manage to keep the team on sync when there are so many different things to handle? no idea <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's not an easy job it's um, yeah I, I work with a team which are, are like I have a, an amazing post supervisor on the show that I'm working on and a post producer which doesn't always happen um, but I, I think it I think post is uh, something that people don't um, necessarily know enough about on mm. indie films <laughs> so uh, but also it's it's a, it comes as like an afterthought for a lot of films, so um, I've definitely had my fair share of saves mm. <laughs> on indie films coming in after the fact or um, a couple days before production and just sort of giving advice on, on how to actually create a workflow, which is not mm -hmm. as exciting as it sounds, mm. um, but it will save your film. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people need to know that. So I think, like, for you guys, it's probably helpful to know <laughs> a yeah. little bit of, like, what happens if you don't back up your media three times? Oh. Or, <laughs> like... Wow, okay. You're the real hero behind the... Yeah. <laughs> wow, and I like that you mentioned uh, the process of creating a workflow. I'm curious, uh, because I see that there is the risk, the huge risk for, for many independent filmmakers that maybe do not have the possibility to work with a studio uh, or with 
with with a team behind it. What is the best way to approach a workflow for an independent filmmaker out there that is just trying to pull their movie out there? What is the best way? What would be the safest way to just take the footage that you have all the way to the end of the post-production process? Well, I mean, there's a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> of different ways. Um, I mean, always have your footage in two separate locations. That's just a cardinal rule, <laughs> just mm. in case. Like, knock on wood, one house burns down, at least it's in another house. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, would, I would worry about the people first, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the way post-production things, guys, so keep that in mind, keep that in mind. <laughs> but also just, like, a clear line of communication. Like, have one voice of just saying, this is where we're going, this is the schedule, this is what we need, these are the requirements. And just having what you need and what the requirements and the due dates for all of your project up front and everybody knows and everybody is on the same page mm. and if you don't have that you don't have a workflow so mm -hmm. i think that's like your number one thing also if you have questions just ask mm. go find a, a a studio and say hey i don't have the money but do you have the time for a coffee mm. that can i ask you because a lot of the people in this industry i'm sure you guys know um Like, they're willing to answer questions. Mm -hmm. By you the just, way... You just have to be able to ask. Can we give a beautiful shout-out to the studio you guys work at? Let's go for it. Come on. Come on. I'm uh, sure you guys can remember where you work at. <laughs> well, I'm working at Scanline VFX. Okay. Um, Amazing. Downtown Vancouver. Shout-out, Ricardino. Uh, I'm working at ILM, which ILM? is like two blocks from here. There you go. Awesome place. Marina? I'm, I'm an independent contractor. I don't, Ooh, I don't work out Okay. <laughs> oh, that's raising the heat in this sauna. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, you don't mess around with independent contractors, guys. Keep <laughs> eyes open. I love it. Well, uh, it, it's great to see that there are so many companies and, and there's so much infrastructure as well that, that gives availability to different layers of the community here. And I want to ask you guys specifically about the aspect or the layer of film that that you are most passionate about. We all know that we are, we are all part of the post-production process, but I'd like to hear if there is something else about the whole process that captivates you that draws you in. What is it? Uh, so, can I start? Um, for me, it's the story of the film, and uh, I personally prefer films that are um, a little more uh, on the abstract side. Mm. And, uh, can you give me an example? Uh, I like all the David Lynch films, for okay, example. Okay, Bob, I see where you're coming from. Mm -hmm, yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, or, or surreal films, fantasy films. Uh, those are the kind of films that I really enjoy. But I think what what a, an abstract film would have is that it leaves a little bit of it to to your uh, to the viewer's mind mm. to also also participate in the story mm -hmm. and kind of uh you know come up with uh with 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 this with your own version of the story because mm -hmm. it's you know not very directly mm -hmm. uh spoon-fed to you basically I see I see is the seahorse trainer close to this process Yes uh, I think it is yeah <laughs> come see it on uh, come see it on Sunday. And, oh yeah, and judge oh it yeah. For yourself. <laughs> oh, we got uh, those eyes open for the Vancouver Show Film Festival Sunday 6 p.m. Right? Yeah. 6 p.m. Amazing, right. amazing. Ricardino, what's your take on the Seahorse Trainer? Uh, the Seahorse Trainer. Uh, it was a crazy experience. It's the first time we do something that we don't really care about. You know, the the story. We didn't follow any rules. Yeah. We did something completely different to the movies that we work on every day. Hmm. So we just pretty much just having fun. Um, so it's, it sounds like, uh, it feels like you guys uh, uh, gave yourself to the emotion and the aesthetic. That's something that's so rare to find, especially with films that, uh, that make it out there. There's always this focus on structuring the story in a specific way and having those specific cues and following those rules. And it's great to see that there is this 
voice. This voice that just spritz out and says, hey guys, check this out. Oh, and then check that out. Hmm, how did that feel? I'm curious to see how the, the theory is going to react and uh, what people are going to say because uh, also the, the title, The Serious Trainer, can we talk a little bit about what it is? Um, I don't know if it, there's a very clear explanation, but so I came up with the, the actual title and it comes from my love to seahorses. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I also love really strange characters. So I thought it was a cool combination, you know, maybe like a cool strange character with seahorses mm-hmm. and try to tell a surreal story it was something that we could also do in visual effects because it has like it had one seahorse only so we could manage everything mm. and then yeah like i talked to babak and robon our producer and together we just develop the whole uh, script, the whole the whole story behind it. Wonderful. Mm, what a story there. Okay, pretty intriguing. You make this film interesting really fast, guys. I love it. <laughs> not bad, not bad, not bad. Uh, Marina, Bobek, and Ricardo, um, looking at also what the Vancouver Short Film Festival stands for, and being it, it being the 10th year in a row, which is quite impressive, uh, it's really marking. It's almost like a statement saying that this film community is alive, it's present, and wants to keep on keeping on. So what's your message to the, to the film community? If there was one thing that the film community could uh, do better, we know we have an amazing film community here, but one wish, one hug for the film community here in Vancouver, what would it be, Marina? I think like what I said before is just like keep on like pushing yourself to create more and more interesting content. Because mm. I've watched, I think over thousands of short films at this point <laughs> and it's fascinating to see what comes out of BC every every year mm. um, we're getting more and more submissions which is super exciting so it just I, I really just want the community to make really interesting weird and awesome mm-hmm. content do you also receive submissions from outside BC uh, yeah, so the rules of our festival are you have to have one BC filmmaker on your team, cast mm. or crew, so you could have like a grip or a PA on your film, and if they're a BC resident, they can submit to our festival, because mm. um, we want to showcase what BC's doing all around the world, Yeah, and, and, and that's really exciting. We've had like composers that did short films down in the states but they live here and we've had actresses and student shorts in new york and so we got to play that here and and it's it's really fun to see how we're sort of we're we're everywhere (laughs) Mm, very nice and vancouver is becoming that melting pot in many ways Mm -hmm. so what is that what is that wish for the film community you guys um, I think for for uh, so so because as I said this is our first short film uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the experiences that we uh, had on this film were new to us but I think uh, what helps is to connect the, the the post-production people to the production people more so that you know because uh, because we can do some some things uh, uh, like that's our expertise and then they can do some other things and we can help each other more if we are more familiar with each other and uh, it's more of a community that like an umbrella that covers post-production and and production people mm. so I guess that's that's what can be can be there that helps everyone mm, there you go Ricardino what about you that's amazing Bobby thank you for that I would say support each other you know like sometimes filmmaker filmmakers need a lot of help it's very expensive to film just go and help that person mm. even if it's you know one week in a you know a month or something like that it's really really helpful for 
for the other filmmaker and the community mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. That support is definitely something that I, I feel also being present here and, and it's great to remind ourselves of, uh, of how important that is. We know that there are so many ways of making movies and I think that uh, it's our responsibility to embrace all of them no matter what. That's part of being resilient and supportive in the community and I say resilient because sometimes film can be really brutal in many ways <laughs> it's part of the process now what's your guys future what do you see what's going what's going to happen in 2020 for you guys I have no idea I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very lucky to be on a on a on a Netflix original series right now which mm. will take up most of my time until April um, mm. so after that not entirely sure. Can we know what uh, the name is? Yeah, it's, uh, I think so. I think that's fine. It's been released online. Oh, well, there you go. There uh, you go. It's called Sweet Magnolias. It's not out yet, but it, it will be hopefully later this year. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what that will take us. But mm -hmm. So how did you get in touch with uh, working on a team with that released a film on Netflix? How was the process of that? Oh, I, I mean, it's like the traditional Vancouver film story of how does anybody get hired <laughs> anywhere. Mm. It's I knew somebody who was looking for somebody who hired me, who then knew somebody <laughs> who was looking for somebody who then hired me. I see, I <laughs> and see. And then that person who hired me took me onto his other series and now onto this Netflix series. Mm. So basically, it's a, yeah, I have a resume. Mm -hmm. I haven't used it in a while. <laughs> Mainly because wow. you just you you get hired by people who know you. Yeah, that's great you to know. say that, and it's great to see that, to witness that happening too. Because at the end of the day, we're all a family, and how we all come together in front of that. Oh my goodness, that's 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 the beauty mm -hmm. of this community, really. What about you guys? Twenty twenty, go back. Where do you see yourself in twenty twenty? Come on, man. I'm curious. I want to hear that. Okay, so <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be continuing on doing visual effects, of course, because mm -hmm. uh, you know that's that's part of my passion, and uh, that also pays the bills yeah and then at the same time um keeping myself open to to anything new just like i've always been doing and there's a story that i'm developing right now and uh called the itch and uh, the itch mm. uh and uh you know developing that uh on the side so on my uh spare time i'm usually working on that and just the rest of it i, I try to have fun too <laughs> mm, having that fun, making it happen. Hey, guys, yeah. we got to have that balance. We can't be working all the time, especially in the film industry, guys. That's crazy. It gets pretty <laughs> brutal, right? So we got to have that balance. Ricardino, your 2020. What, what are you going to do to have fun in 2020, man? What's your process? What, what are, I'm curious, before we head dive into your trajectory, I want to hear what, what, are, what are your hobbies, man? What keeps you alive outside of the film community? Uh, well, I love playing soccer. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I Yeah, I love music in general. Like, I like doing jam sessions with friends. Mm, what instrument? Uh, I play guitar, mm. but uh, I, I'm not that good, so I actually invite people that are way better than me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's usually, yeah, it makes it work better. Nice, a lot of that in 2020. But where do you see yourself in the film industry in 2020? Um, in the film industry, I well, I definitely want to be more in the creative side mm -hmm. than, than in like uh, post-production, which I love post-production, but I think... Yeah, it's once you do the creative part, it's you get like very very hooked into it. Mm. So yeah, hope hopefully you know I can get to do more of like self projects and things like that. Yeah. Nice man. I guess sometimes it's just a matter of stepping into that world, right? Yeah. But when you step into that world, then uh, then life and the universe says, okay, this guy really wants it, and then he sends beautiful things to you. It's all it's all about uh, managing and playing with that energy. Oh my goodness, what you put out there comes back to you. It's almost like an echo, right? And uh, on that note, it's actually time to take a break. Oh my goodness. This track is actually called Echoes by Mike Quail. So please enjoy this track and I'll catch you right after the break for more conversations.
like your even though this eating, I got evil in my eyes. I ain't even about to lie, I ain't been even my own life. Just like police, I chase my dream, but up my team and if I get pie. Since 14, every time I write my heart excited, like I'm looking for love. Here we go, here we go. That was Echoes by Mike Quayle. And here you are tuned in on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Roger, your host, talking movies because we love it. Why don't we just continue our beautiful conversation with Marina Bobek and Ricardo talking about the Vancouver Short Film Festival kicking off tomorrow on Friday and then uh, going all the way till Sunday. Just sharing the beauty of BC filmmakers. What an honor and what a privilege to have you guys here and just share a bit of your stories in making these films and also making your future films. And it's actually time right now to do the one-minute pitch. So I'm going to invite Marina to go for the one, first one-minute pitch and we're going to turn it into a 30-second pitch just for today, just for today's sake. You ready? Okay, yeah. Amazing. I'm going to hit that clock and it's 30 seconds kicking off right now. Okay, cool. Hi, I'm Marina. I'm the co-director of the Vancouver Short Film Festival. My pitch is for you to come to our festival. <laughs> we're a three-day event. Uh, we're super awesome. We're super friendly. We're super fun. And we've got really cool films that you should definitely check out. Also, we have two parties. If you have a ticket to any uh, screening, you can come to our parties. We've got food. We've got DJs. We've got filmmakers. It's awesome. You should come. Boom! Look at that 30 seconds pitch inviting you to the Vancouver Short Film Festival. <laughs> I love it. And please, if you do come, you'll probably find my sharp nose as well doing the live broadcast on location at the Van City Theater from 9.30 to 10.30 tomorrow. So if you want to hear some juicy juices, just tune in. We're going to interview filmmakers straight from the venue here on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. Now, Bobek, it's time for your 30 seconds pitch. Are you ready? Yes. Amazing and kicking it off right now. Okay, first of all, I want to ask the listeners to also come to the Vancouver Short Film Festival and support this great event. Um, also, as I said, I'm working on a new story called The Itch, and it's going to be kind of an abstract film. And uh, it's going to have... The plan is to have stop-motion animation and uh, 
live action in it so it's gonna be um a little crazy weird uh and creative so if you like that kind of thing uh keep your eye uh on it mm, there you go 30 seconds is precise thank you back for that and uh, i can't wait to wrap it up with ricardino's 30 seconds pitch you ready And three, two, one, let's go. So yeah, definitely come to Vancouver Short Film Festival. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> And here's my pitch. So I'm currently writing uh, another short film. It's called Speedwalker. And it's more of a like mockumentary type of film. And it's going to be like a fake documentary about this guy that is the... I uh, used to be a Speedwalker com competitor, former like, gold medalist, and it's a very, very strange story. Wow, what an angle right there, and that's the 30 seconds. Uh, what an angle. I haven't really heard about a mockumentary of a Speedwalker there. I, I like that, I like that, I like that. I'm curious. So what's the title? Uh, the Speedwalker. The Speedwalker. <laughs> Amazing. Pin yeah. that thought, take a screenshot of that and save it on your desktop. We're not going to forget that. The Speedwalker. Amazing. Wonderful. This is uh, leading us into the last section of our whole episode. Uh, and then we pass on the word to Talk Recovery. They always do an amazing job from 12 to 1, uh, talking uh, about the way uh, humanity can recover from the use of drugs. So much respect to Giuseppe and everybody who makes that happen. And before we get there, why don't we jump through the hoops of this Proust questionnaire. So Proust wrote down 35 questions, thinking that he would uh, dig deep enough to identify someone's true being, someone's true essence, someone's true identity. So we're going to pick five of those randomly and just talk a little bit more about life and not necessarily only films. So the first question of the Proust questionnaire is, what is your current state of mind? Oh, um, I mean, right now. Right now. Uh, terrified, stressed, <laughs> excited. <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> you've caught me at a weird time. But as, <laughs> other than that, um, outside of this, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very satisfied with my life. So, mm, beautiful. Kind of a good place to be in right now. <laughs> I hear a lot of balance right there. And also, <laughs> the best place where you can be is on that line, which stands in between fear and excitement, right? You're always beyond just pushing on that, on that, on that borderline, right? Love it, love it. Bobek. Well, I'm, I, I feel kind of euphoric because uh, mm -hmm. this whole thing is uh, kind of a surprise to me. Mm. The way uh, the way the film is doing and and uh, we being here, inter being interviewed by you, and this whole experience is kind of like kind of like strange. Mm. And I'm trying to just strange man there is much love in this booth man there is a lot of love in this booth man. Lots of love for you and the film <laughs> and the festival. And uh, Ricardino, your current state of mind? Uh, I would say excited. And there's also a lot of chaos in my mind. Mm. Excited, of, of course, of being here and be part of the Vancouver Film Festival, short film festival uh, program. And uh, there's a lot of chaos because I'm about to move and it's such a. Oh, pain, uh, you're about movie. to move? Yeah, they move out from my place. I see, so okay, okay, okay transition like, time, man. Hey, yeah. the transition is necessary, man. Everything is impermanent, so we have, to, we have to accept that transition. I love it, yeah. man. Well, second question, the Proust question, we're gonna hit it a little bit faster, okay? We're just gonna go through the process and uh, get that boxing style in. So the, the second question, the Proust questionnaire is, ooh, what is your greatest extravagance? Wow, let's get into it. <laughs> from the heart, guys, from the heart, from the heart. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, I like wine. Oh, nice. I will actually spend a, a decent amount of money on wine. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, music. Mm, what genre? Um, like right now, I'm uh, listening a lot to uh, 
John Zorn kind of music, like mm. like jazz, a little bit of jazz, mm. and but he's doing like some some rock stuff as mm. well. He's like an interesting mix of of different things. Oh wow! Okay, we got the, with that jazz J A double Z. You got me in there for sure, man. I love yeah. that jazz too, man. Yeah. Much love and much resonance and harmony for that genre, people. Keep your eyes and ears open for that. There is a lot of love and a lot of subtleties into that. So, uh, shout out to all jazz musicians and I think jazz drummers in some ways are also different a different species you know it's not like That's being a normal yeah. drummer yeah, they're a yeah. different thing you know well I don't know where they come from I wish to know <laughs> Ricardino um, I would say Italian food oh pasta specifically mm, that's my thing yeah. okay man you're Good hitting pasta. a note you're hitting a note right there man <laughs> we could talk about pasta the whole uh, time 24 7 man oh my goodness <laughs> can you just give me a dish do you have a memory of a dish of Italian pasta uh yeah for sure there's uh, this pasta alla rota which is oh. cooked inside a uh, parmesan cheese mm. i think about that every day oh my <laughs> goodness oh my oh my goodness oh my goodness you gotta stop right there my man that's too much man wow i mean sometimes i ask myself why the hell am i in vancouver i can eat amazing pasta back in italy why am i here in this okay oh yeah 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 for film okay all right all right all right amazing third question from the proust questionnaire which historical figure do you most identify with marina Oh, no, skip me. I oh, we're going to skip Marina Black. <laughs> oh, uh, we're going to get back to you, so think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. Uh, from the heart, man, from the heart. A, that's a hard one. It's a hard one. It's a hard um, one. I know you got Dali, it. Dali, Salvador Dali. Mmm, yeah. oh, nice. Oh, Oh, wow, <laughs> Ricardino, Ricardino. Yeah, I, I was about to say the same. Wow, um, look at this synchronicity, man. What's going on? You guys connect to the same Wi-Fi? Yeah. What's going on I here, mean, that's, man? That's I love why it. we're co-directors, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Maria, we're back to you. Oh, man, I, I seriously don't know. I've never compared or, like, thought of that. Wow, okay, <laughs> then we're going to switch to the to the third question, the Proust questionnaire, which is, who are your heroes in real life? Oh, let it out from the heart from the heart yeah no i think my parents Whoa, is, amazing yeah i like i think my parents um have a lot of uh qualities that i've taken on into my own life mm. um and then like i have a very tight-knit really close group of friends so mm. i think like I, I know that we're supposed to say like um like all big figures or whatever no no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but for me it's like the people that are the closest that have the most influence in my life those are the biggest inspirations mm, beautiful Marina that's an amazing answer and I love that 100 points for that answer for sure love it thank you Bobek well uh, I, I'm also going to say my parents of, of course because they are very hardworking, and also anyone who is uh who is an original person with an original idea or mm. or original in anything they do I, I find that very inspiring mm. and um I, I try to do that myself. So. Mm, it takes courage huh, to get all of that uh, that essence and that being extracted out in the world. So simple to also fall in the criticisms of other people, but uh, that's uh, I think that's why filmmakers make it out there because they stay true to themselves. Yeah, and it's one of the hardest things to do in this industry that always asks you sometimes to fit into a specific format or way of being. So I'm curious to see how many unique uh, filmmakers, and most of them are, if not all of them, they're going to be at the Vancouver Short Film Festival. All so, of them. Amazing, <laughs> Marina. Marina is. She knows. Wonderful. <laughs> Ricardino. I would say, of course, my parents. But they, my two sisters play a big role in my in my life. They always set the bar, you know, like the example of like fighting, always try hard and get what, what you aim for. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. This is a beautiful shout out to the parents that gave us the chance to live. Guys, it's a miracle if we're alive, so be grateful for every single day that you breathe and eat. Love it. Fourth question, the Proust questionnaire. Woo, what do you most value in your friends? Uh -huh. um, I think like um, 
like laughter, honesty, and I guess not to be weird, but loyalty. <laughs> mm, beautiful. That was very well broken down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bobek, I see you thinking, looking through the air like that. I wish I, I took a snapshot of that moment, man. Wow. Well, yeah, same thing. I think loyalty, uh, honesty, um, and being there when your friend needs you is, uh, is what makes a friend a friend. Mm, very Essential nice. requirements. Very nice. Very nice. Ricardino. Yeah, loyalty and uh, laughter, I think. That's something that I really appreciate. Almost nice. like making everything more fun, better for for you. Yeah. So did you guys know each other well before making the Seahorse Trainer together? Yeah, pretty much. We we spent like one year working uh, on one film uh -huh. like for visual effects, and then we did some jamming together as well mm -hmm. as he was mentioning. Oh, what instrument, Bobek? Um, I also played guitar, but I also pre uh, played drums. Oh, amazing, Drummer, yeah. man, man. Okay. We're gonna have to synchronize because we do jams too. So someday oh, we're gonna have to make a, a film jam happen or something. I yes. love it. Marina, yeah. do you play an instrument? No. <laughs> Which one would you play? Um, I would. I would love to be able to sing. I cannot. Oh, everybody oh. can sing. Everybody's no. got those vocal cords. This is your chords. time. This is your time, right? Oh yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Love it. Wow. Fifth question of the Proust questionnaire: What is your motto? If you could compress <laughs> and encapsulate your life philosophy in one sentence, what would it be? Oh, I've um, spent a, a good a chunk amount of like a good chunk of my time um, in this industry trying to figure out um, how to prioritize my happiness um, and and what that means. So I think like my motto would be like what what. Um, find what makes you happy and, and pursue that. Because mm. happiness is like could be anything it could be your career it could be a family it could be traveling it could be whatever but just making sure that you prioritize that in your life because i feel like in film we don't do that this is we're not fascinating how to do that because <laughs> i always hear and I've, i've come across this saying that i really respect that says happiness is different things to different people mm -hmm. and then i also had the chance to explore the way scientists or people uh, who study happiness and psychology break it down and they even break it down there is this incredible uh, educa uh, educational um, uh, teacher he teaches alternative education and he mentions how happiness is basically the combination of five different factors that range from your career well-being to your social well-being to community well-being physical well-being and I think economical well-being mm -hmm. and he's, he explains how the balance between all these five dictate your way of approaching the day and he says the most important of those is your career well-being because if you wake up knowing that you will do things that you care about and you're passionate about, they will change the lens of everything that you do. Well, it's, it's the hierarchy of needs, right? Mm. So if, if one layer isn't taken care of, you can't actually move up to the next layer. Mm. And then it's and then you get peak happiness, mm. I guess, if it's all taken care of. Amazing. But it's, it's difficult and it's not easy. And in film, we work really long hours and for sometimes not a lot of pay <laughs> mm. um, and and there's a lot of expectations there's a lot of pressure so um, it's sometimes hard to find that balance but mm. I think it's important but we do it because we love it yes. that's it yes. that's the story right there exactly. <laughs> I love it Bobek what is your motto um, well I guess it's gonna sound like a cliche but uh, maintain your integrity and stay true to yourself mm. but be flexible within that Mm, okay, I guess that flexibility is really where the game is at. <laughs> yeah, you got to find that. Perfect. Sometimes you just got to do a hallmark. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Bobek. Ricardino? Um, yeah, I would say sincerity. Like, be just yeah, same as him, like, true to, to yourself. Sometimes 
people try to overcompensate too much towards like being super happy or or being the best at something like i think it's important to like sometimes just accept you know that you have some weaknesses just it's fine you know Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you for that, Ricardo. And that is wrapping up the whole burrito of the Proust questionnaire. So uh, it's actually time for our uh, final greetings. And it's been a hell of a pleasure to have you guys here and chat a bit about the Vancouver Short Film Festival. Your guys' film screening on Sunday at 6 p.m., The Seahorse Trainer. Uh, Marina, Bobek, Ricardo, this has been a huge pleasure. So I want to ask you if you can share with our audience out there, what is your piece of advice to independent filmmakers out there? I think just stay true to your vision if that's what if that's what you want to make the way to get it made is just to stay true to it mm. and just follow through with what you want um it's really hard to sort of stay on the same track sometimes especially when you get a whole bunch of notes and networks and people coming and saying no this isn't working and you're like no but this is how it has to be mm. and if you stay true to that i think you'll be fine mm. thank you marina <laughs> i love that bobek uh, I think, yeah, the same thing, kind of. Uh, like, <laughs> make what you actually want to make and uh, don't uh, cater to, to this or that or, like, uh, what people ask or, or want you to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and find a way to do that. Like, maybe you cannot do it in live action, do it in animation. If you mm. can't do it in, 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 in uh, you know, CG animation, do it in, in stop motion <laughs> or, or cut it out of a... On the cardboard and make it <laughs> love it that's make a it quote somehow, there man that, yeah. cut out the cardboard and make it I love it man that's it. write that down man write that down write that down <laughs> love it love it Ricardo I would say just keep doing things keep going you know sometimes we do projects that don't go the way we want to uh, yeah don't get discouraged just keep going like, you will always learn from, from those mistakes Amazing. Everybody out there, you heard it from Marina Bobek and Ricardo what a pleasure what a pleasure you know you know, guys, we'll catch you. I'll see you all tomorrow at the at the actual uh, festival, at the opening party. We're going to do the live broadcast from 9.30 to 10.30, getting that love and passion for filmmaking straight from the Van City Theater. And here we are, wrapping it up and just sending a lot of love to all of you out there listening through this mic. You're part of this beautiful community. So a big warm hug from the Italian sharp nose behind the mic right here. Uh, it's always a room tone, the radio show. And so please, if you want to uh, check out more details, just go on the podcast of this episode on roomtonetheradioshow.com. And also, if you feel like it, send us an email. We love your guys' emails when you show us love and appreciation. So much love to all of you guys. Thank you for coming. We're going to wrap this episode um, with some really smooth vibes. This is a track, mm, oh my goodness, this is a track that just sends us through the day and this rain with a lot of love. This is American Girl by Taku and Wafia. Catch you later. Hey sister, really, really nice to meet you. I just met a fire for something, girl, it's just my time. Like the way she's speaking, confidence is peaking. I don't believe in facades, but I like what I'm seeing Girl, I've been to M.I.A. Cali never rains, New York just stays awake Girl, let's visit the West End, I can meet your best friends I'm liking this American girl, American girl La la la, la 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 la
a Broadway Let's go shopping, baby Then we'll go to a cafe Let's go on the subway Take me to your hood I've never been to Brooklyn And I'd like to see what's good Dress in all your fancy clothes Sneakers looking fresh to death I'm loving those show toes Boy, la 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 Love her. 